Okay, happy Friday. It's Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here for our Congregation of Prayer, a guide for daily meditation and prayer around God's Word. As I said, it's Friday, December 16th, 2022. Today for our catechesis, we're going to look at the uh, infancy narrative from St. Matthew's Gospel, and it is brief. This is from uh, Joseph's perspective, I would suggest, uh, which of course explains why it's so brief. He does not have much uh, to say, but he does give his account. All right, so we're going to look at that in a minute. Uh, let's see, anything else? don't think so. So, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Memory verse. Having food and clothing, with these we shall be content, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. 1 Timothy 6, verses 8 and 10a. Our psalm this week is Psalm 51 through 15. The Mighty One, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines forth. Our God comes, he does not keep silence. Before him is a devouring fire, around him a mighty tempest. He calls to the heavens above and to the earth, that he may judge his people. Gather to me, my faithful ones, who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens declare his righteousness, for God himself is judge. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, I will testify against you. I am God your God. Not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you. Your burnt offerings are continually before me. I will not accept a bull from your house or goats from your folds, for every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the hills, and all that moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world and its fullness are mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving, and perform your vows to the Most High. And call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Okay, Catechism, Fourth Petition. Give us this day our daily bread. What does this mean? God certainly gives daily bread to everyone without our prayers, even to all evil people. But we pray in this petition that God would lead us to realize this, and to receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. What is meant by daily bread? Daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, land, animals, money, goods, a devout husband or wife, devout children, devout workers, devout and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, self-control, good reputation, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. First reading today which will be prophetically fulfilled in our reading for catechesis, is from uh, the prophecy of Isaiah, chapter 7. 
Moreover, the Lord spoke again to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, nor will I test the Lord. Then he said, Hear now, O house of David, is it a small thing for you to to weary men, but will you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. The context is even more interesting if you go and look at the the broader context. If you have opportunity to go and look at Isaiah 7, um, Pastor Riley and I discussed this yesterday on the Bay on Books podcast. It'll be, I think it's an episode 285 maybe, I'm not sure. I don't remember if it was in the second half or the first half. Um, But the way that these prophecies of Jesus that we know full well, because we hear them every Christmas time, we forget the context that they're given in, uh, and they often seem, well, almost awkward or or interrupting. And that's true here. Um, So much so that I, I doubt that Ahaz heard the word virgin here. He probably heard uh, the Hebrew word uh, as a young maiden, all right, and then just assumed, oh yes, by way of a man, right? So it, it is interesting, the context that the prophecy is given. Same thing with um, the prophecy given to in Numbers um, with uh, Balaam and Balak, or perhaps would be others, the to Micah, you know, and Malachi, those prophecies, they seem almost out of place and where they pop up. All right. And then our reading for catechesis is from Matthew chapter 1. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to Mary your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, The virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Okay, Um, so I I mentioned this yesterday, but I think the closest analogy to the relationship of Joseph and Mary is, is that of engagement, betrothal, engagement. All right, so jo- uh, who is Mary engaged to? Of course, Joseph, betrothed to Joseph. Uh, there's already a sense that she is um, his husband or his wife um, and he her husband, but not yet consummated the marriage, right? So there was a delay uh, in, the, in the consummation of the marriage so that it is confirmed that the children um, are by way of Joseph. Right, so usually nine months, of course, and I think um, uh, maybe we don't have a good sense of this, but but it, it's very much the case that the the um, fatherhood of the son is is a huge priority, especially in regards to the laws regarding inheritance. Right, so the key here is that we know who, what kingdom, and what um, property he inherits. Jesus does not inherit the property of his father Joseph, adoptive father. 
he inherits the property of his heavenly father, that is the kingdom, uh, the kingdom of heaven, right? So patronage is, is not patronage, uh, patri, his, well, whoever the father is. What do we call that? I forget the word. All right, how many times in these verses is it, stre- is it uh, stressed that Mary is a virgin? All right, let's see if we can count them. Uh, let's see, Mary was betrothed before they came together. So there's one. Uh, didn't, let's see, let's find another one. Well, we have the virgin shall conceive, of course. So that's two. And he did not know her till she had brought forth a firstborn son. All right, so there's three. Uh, conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. There's four. And uh, the other one might be a little bit hard, but it's right here in verse 19. Joseph, her husband, being a just man. Right, so he is treating this relationship according to the law. So he would would not have consummated the marriage yet. Right, so that's five, five times. Strong stress on on who Jesus' father is. Right, this is the key. It's not Joseph. And why did uh, Joseph think that he would divorce Mary then? You might think that this is uh, mean or something, uh, but actually, that being a just man. Um, and not wanting to make her a public example. So it's very careful here to say, Matthew is careful to say, he doesn't want to expose Mary to public disgrace. Uh, was minded to put her away secretly, maybe to squirrel her away somewhere. She gives birth to the child, give up the child for adoption, perhaps, right? That sort of thing. Um, this, oh, this was done frequently um, in times past, you know, someone would go off to live with, with an aunt or something until the child was delivered. All right. Um, how was Joseph warned not to divorce her, not to put her away? Yeah, by way of the angel and angel of the Lord in a dream, right? So this uh, should remind us, <laughs> it's no coincidence, his name is Joseph. Think of all of the dreams of Joseph, uh, which we'll be studying in our catechesis after Christmas, right? How Joseph, the patriarch Joseph, was chosen as an instrument to save his people, all 12 tribes, from the famine. Right by bringing them to Egypt, where he had been made uh, prince over Egypt and had uh, the stewardship of all of the reserved uh, grain from the seven years of plenty. Right. Also, the other thing about Joseph, the patriarch Joseph, is the story about Potiphar's wife. Right. It has to it has to do here as well. There, Joseph, um, the patriarch, was accused of sexual immorality, even though he had not come um, together with Potiphar's wife. Right? So we see a kind of a comparable, comparable thing there as well. All right, Jesus is his name, which Matthew reminds us means he will save his people from their sins. Uh, we call him Jesus, but his name is actually Yeshua or Joshua. So it's, um, they're all the same. Actually, it's the same word, which means the Lord will save. Um, so we make a distinction between Joshua, the Old Testament Joshua, and Yeshua, Jesus, but maybe we should keep those names um, the same as well, or at least remember that they're the same name. And you see then in Joshua, the entering into the promised land, the um, the, the warfare that uh, brings all the enemies captive and delivers the promise to the people, right? as Jesus does. Now, uh, we have the fulfillment of the prophecy according to Isaiah, God with us, right? Emmanuel virgin conceive and bear a son. Is there another prophecy about the virgin birth that's being fulfilled here? This one's maybe a little bit more of a, not a stretch, but um, less obvious. All right, it's the prophecy or the promise made 
um, what, it, what do they call it, the Proto-Evangelion, the, the first gospel um, promised to Eve, actually. So remember, there's this awkward statement made by God to Eve, where um, Eve is promised the offspring that would crush the serpent's head. Oh, look at that. My computer's making noise at me. How do I turn that off? <laughs> Sorry. I finally got it to make noise at me, but now it's annoying. Uh, hold on a second. Mute. There we go. Now it's muted. All right, so Eve. Eve is promised the seed. Now, the seed always refers to the male uh, contribution to conception. But in the in the first gospel promise of the offspring that would crush the serpent's head, the seed that would crush the serpent's head, it's made to Eve. So already there, I think we see a foreshadowing of the virgin birth. Right? Conceived by the Holy Spirit, the seed is of the, of the Spirit. Uh, and of course, Jesus is true man. So he does receive uh, biological material from his mother. <laughs> uh, so the egg is fertilized by the Spirit, right? Uh, true man and true God. All right. In the opening genealogy, which we didn't read, but it's the beginning of Matthew's gospel, Matthew lists five women um, who are, quote-unquote, sinners and from the nations to point out that the gospel is for the sinners of all nations. If you remember those five, um, they are, uh, I don't, not in order, Ruth, Tamar, Rahab, Uriah's wife, and, of course, Mary. He also makes a point that while all the others in the list had a father, Joseph was the only the husband of Mary, who was the mother of Jesus. Five times Matthew stresses that Mary was a virgin. Our Lord could not have a human father or he would have been under the curse of sin, that is, being been a sinner even in the womb of Mary. This goes all the way back to Genesis 3.15, where it says that the Savior would crush the head of Satan was to be the seed of the woman, not of Adam. Jesus came to save his people from their sins by taking their sins upon himself, even though he was without sin. He comes to give us his holiness while taking our sins away. So there you go. Quite a bit packed in to this little reading from Matthew. All right, let's sing our hymn on Jordan's Bank. On Jordan's bank the Baptist cried, Announces that the Lord is nigh, Awake and hearken, for he brings the tidings of the King of Kings. Make cleansed be every life from sin, make straight the way for God with them, and let our hearts prepare for Christ to come and enter there. For the sake of my throat, um, <laughs> I'm going to keep my voice. Uh, I'm just going to read the rest. We hail thee as our Savior, Lord, our refuge and our great reward. 
Without thy grace we waste away like flowers that wither and decay. Lay on the sick thy healing hand and make us make the fallen strong to stand. Show us the glory of thy face till beauty springs in every place. All praise, eternal Son, to thee, whose advent sets thy people free, whom with the Father we adore and Holy Spirit evermore. All right, let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, we implore you to hear our prayers and to lighten the darkness of our hearts by your gracious visitation. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, you generously give daily bread to us and even to all evil people without our prayers. You richly and daily provide us with everything that we need to support us in our body and life. Lead us to realize this, that we might receive our daily bread with thanksgiving. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We pray this day for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for its spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted and for the sick and dying. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. We pray this day in Thanksgiving with Karen, Grant, and Scarlett, all celebrating their birthday. Eh, Karen's in the chat. Happy birthday, Karen. We also pray for the households of our church, especially Jim and Karen, Dan and Liz, Carl, Jerry and Marcella, Julie, Linda and Monty. Pray for our catechumens, Christian, Wyatt, Aaliyah, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, and Kimberly. Pray for those ill, receiving treatment, recovering, or who have requested our prayers. Marcella, Joe, Kelsey, Walt, Christopher, Dan, Brad, and Ron, Marla, Betty, Pat, Merlin, and Heidi, our homebound Ed, Paul, and Pauline. We pray for the missions and mercy work of the church, especially a place of refuge. We pray in intercession for all the households. And we pray with the family and friends of Bev who grieve her death. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things, let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. It's been a joy to have you with us here today. A little bit briefer than usual. That's fine. Um, again, happy birthday to Karen. I see you, Don and Karen also. Gus and Eileen, Chris, uh, my Aunt Nancy are all there on Facebook. Good to have you. Uh, those of you who watch or listen later in the day, greetings to you as well. And uh, uh, wish me safe travels. I'm driving uh, halfway to Nebraska to get Ethan on his way done with, uh, you know, well, on Christmas break anyway, which is uh, a blessing for us, of course, a blessing for me too, um, to not have to be trying to juggle pushing buttons and singing a cappella when uh, we'll have accompaniment throughout um, the holiday season here for our services, especially Christmas. So. Thanks be to God for that. So I'll go get Ethan. Uh, of course, it's nice to have him home. Uh, so that's my that's the rest of my day. <laughs> so uh, hopefully the it's just these flurries between here and there and back. All right. We'll be back late tonight. All right. God be with you all. And you're welcome. See you soon. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. 
If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.